Well, this will be a first for me because um, this is going to be more of an actual interview <laughs> and kind of discussing the things that we have coming up here. So for anyone who doesn't know, and I mean, we've been talking about it a lot, posting about it, I think I've mentioned on the last like five or six episodes too that we've been posting, but um, we on the Guiltless podcast have been working a little bit with the, um, the Bright Winter team. Because we have the festival coming up. It's, uh, I don't know, how many years has this been now? This will be the 13th. The 13th, 13th year. year. That is crazy. Um, I didn't realize how long it had been, honestly, because it's always been here since I moved up here like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then just recently I knew some friends that had been a part of it, and then they had asked if I wanted to be a part of it. It was really, really cool because I've always enjoyed it. Um, it's not something that I ever thought that I would because it's outside, but I completely forget about that every time I go down there. It's so much fun because I really like the outside stuff and I like the Cleveland-based stuff, and that's exactly what the Bright Winter stuff is. But Bright Winter's coming up here. It'll be less than two weeks away. Uh, today is the, I should know this, the 14th. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, and Bright Winter's going to be on February 26th. So with me today is Morgan. Can you pronounce your last name? Pasek. Pas- I thought that's what it was, but I, <laughs> I just, I know that it's, it's, it's the simple ones that I know I'm going to jack up. So I want to make sure you say it. So, so you've been working with Bright Winter for a while. Yeah, actually, this will be my, this is my seventh year. So seventh. As, as long as you have been going, I have been there. <laughs> <laughs> so you decided to get associated with Bright Winter, right? around the time I moved to Cleveland. Thanks yeah. for keeping it simple for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a so Bright Winter has been a big part of Cleveland for, man for north of a decade now. And uh, it's one of those things that everyone kind of knows about and looks forward to, uh, myself included. And the last couple years obviously for everything just like everything else has been a bit of a challenge. But this year ramping it back up again, making sure that we can actually do this. Uh, I know there's going to be some updates and some changes, which we'll talk about, but can you just kind of walk me through like kind of what like the the genesis kind of a Bright Winter or where everything really kind of came from and how, and how it's kind of evolved? Yeah, so Bright Winter really started off um, as an idea of two grad students, um, our, our co-founders, got together and, and really wanted to um, put together a wintertime festival to really kind of showcase the resilience of Cleveland and, and um, elaborate more on the arts and culture and, and music that uh, Cleveland is so wonderfully um, robust in. So Very much, yes. Yeah. We love our food. We love our music. We love our beer. And we will stop caring about the weather when you throw all those out there. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's amazing how many people have turned out for this. Even in some, I remember being there, maybe it was four years ago, and it was very, very cold. Mm-hmm. But it was still just the streets were packed, right? Because um, you close off so much, like around the. Uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm forgetting the name of it already. Is it the Flatiron that's right there? McCarthy's. McCarthy's right there. Harbor Inn. Harbor Inn, yes, yeah. Harbor Inn, one of the greatest bars in the history of Northeast Ohio. Well, I think one of the oldest, too. I think it is. Yeah. Well, definitely when you walk in, you don't even have to know that history. It just <laughs> looks like one of the, They're like, updates? Nah, we're good. Yeah. Stairs? <laughs> yeah. Who needs them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You guys will figure it out after a couple of drinks. But yeah, it's uh, even when the weather has been, you know, as it can be in Cleveland, really, really cold, that place is still just, just, just bumping. And people are just taking turns running inside real quick, warming up, and then running back outside. That's what I was doing at McCarthy's. I just kept running in real quick. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Absolutely. It's the- such a great time. It, and it's put on well. And the thing that I have noticed in just the very brief amount of time that I've been kind of associated with it is everything that goes into this. Like, this is not just a, a couple quick emails, here's where it's at. There mm-hmm. are several teams. And everyone is really just volunteering their time, too, which yeah. I think shows a lot about Bright Winter 
as a whole as well. I mean, the, the, this is really just, it's, it's crowd and city funded. The reason that it's able really to exist is because, you know, donations and, and partnering with a lot of the other Cleveland staples and the Cleveland people and supported by the Cleveland customers, I guess, as you would call it at this point, to ensure it keeps going. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah, we've been really um, blessed with great funders like um, the Ohio Arts Council yep. and um, the George Gund Foundation, Cuyahoga Arts and Culture. So, um, as on top of that, our sponsors too. Um, all the community sponsors have been really great, and and even the Cleveland community, they come out and they show up. So they do. It's uh, I think when uh, when I was talking with some of the different people on the, uh, the 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 social media side to try to get them to uh, to get more involved in the advertising of it, I had actually asked some of the team members about the the participation and. I think on average it's fourteen thousand, but as high as twenty thousand will show up down there. Absolutely. And even then, that's kind of a guess. Yeah, I would say our um, estimations have gotten better. I do that in air quotes. Yeah. Um, because we just started ticketing in twenty twenty. Yes. So that was our first year testing out the ticketing, and then now we're ticketing again. So really, this will be our second year with actual data on um real people yeah i actually thought it was higher i i did and i thought it was higher just because of how many times i've been down there in the streets because you you know we close off several blocks to make it you know so there's no traffic obviously because you're using this utilizing the streets for for vendors and for food and mm -hmm. so people can flow about you know a lot easier i actually thought that was kind of an undershoot because i thought i remember being down there one year where there was twenty thousand people on two blocks <laughs> and i know again it's not like there's not like a there are designated entrances but there's no way with the it's still an open concept in a way sure. i mean how many people just kind of walk in and out of that place so i it's it's um but like you said this is you know you're able to get some more accurate data but you even just say it is on average 15 15,000 to attend basically a weekend outing downtown in the middle of winter it's pretty impressive i think it speaks volumes of how much one cleveland people will support cleveland festivals mm -hmm. and how much people just really like bright winter oh yeah i mean and you can't go wrong with the music oh, yeah. there's so much to see and do down there in this one day it's like, what eight hours of programmed time oh yeah and i mean what other place does that what other event does that and i think that's part of the beauty of right i've so. looked and I, i'm a music festival person i like going to like i go to i like going to the big ones like austin city limits i like going to the ohio ones like uh uh, or like the ones in like uh, Louisville, like Bourbon and Beyond. I like those sure. ones. And I like the the other one that is now escaping me. I can't remember. Are you thinking like the Wonder Bus, Wonderstruck? Like Laura that, Lives? but it's down in Southern Ohio where you camp for a couple of days, and I cannot remember the name of it. Anyway, Bunbury. It was, what is it? Bunbury. No. Oh, that, I'm just thinking Cincinnati. <laughs> no, not that far. Okay. It's like right in the middle, like rural Ohio, where they just. I don't even know where I was. No clue. Either way. So, but. <laughs> I'm a fan of that, so sure. I, I will do those. And seeing one like this again, it's it's impressive because all those, the ones that all those had in common was it's outside and it's in, you know, warm weather. But again, that just doesn't really seem to be a factor with bright winter. Um, even when you talk to people that come in from out of town, 
they're like you have a music festival an outdoor music festival in the middle of winter and i'm like <laughs> yeah if you're not from here you st- it's kind of hard to explain but yeah we just it's just something that we do and like you crazy. said it's to kind of celebrate the resiliency and just the hey man we're just embracing how freaking cold it can really get here at times yeah i think too it was it's kind of like um that in between moment between new year's and St. Patrick's Day, where there's really nothing going on. So why not? Why not throw a huge party and invite all of these wonderful musicians and artists out? Let's do it. I don't ever (laughs) see a time where that's going to be a bad idea, at least not in my eyes. Especially when you're involving Cleveland food, Cleveland drink, Cleveland people, and being put on by everyone in Cleveland. I mean, everyone that is working on the Bright Winter team is Cleveland-based. You know, you're not really outsourcing to like a you know, a New York firm or something like that to do advertising. You're counting on, again, you're counting on the team and the people to make sure that the word is getting out, the advertising is getting out, the promotions, the, 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 the fundraising, which is a big part of it. And just making sure that, you know, everyone is involved in it. And again, that, that lays into the success of, because without that, it can't happen. It's not, there isn't like one major, you know, benefactor, one billionaire benefactor that just keeps mm-hmm. putting this on. This is a, it's truly a group effort, not just by who's putting it on, but by who's contributing to make sure it can continue to get put on. It is a labor of love. Very much. Built by the community, for the community, with the community. So. Yeah. How do you think it's evolved? Like in the last, like, well, just in your time, like in the seven years and, and we'll, excluding the COVID part, we'll get to that Ooh, in a second. Yeah. But. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I think the discovery of talent has really evolved um, personally for me. I started out um, not knowing a single artist and, um, you know, just through researching and, and listening and Spotify even, like we, oh, yeah. we started creating Spotify playlists, that, that discovery piece really helped me, um, you know, be a part of the music community. I started going to a lot more shows because of this. Um, and, and really, since I started, we expanded the way that we uh, started booking our musical acts. Um, we originally just had a, a music director um, scheduling these acts, and we ended up turning that into a 50-person music committee group that reviewed every single band. Each band gets reviewed at least three times. And then from there, it goes to a smaller committee who then passes it on to the even smaller committee from there to then book. So really, we have the community weighing in on who they want to listen to, why they would like to listen to them, and um, really just just get their opinion on on who we book for for Bright Winter. I learned that later on. I didn't because I'd always been curious how you select that. If there's like not, I always knew there was some form of a committee, but committee, but I didn't realize how involved you would get the community. Yeah. Because to me, that always seemed to be one of the 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 harder things to do is when it turns out it's not a crapshoot, but you're just trying to pick out bands that a small group likes and hope that a large group will like. But you're not doing that. You're again similar to the theme of Bright Winter, <laughs> getting everyone involved to get their feedback on how the festival is going to be. Absolutely. You know, this this large committee is a, a wide age range of folks, uh, different demographic backgrounds, um, different areas of Cleveland. So I think that we're really representing Cleveland here, especially on the 2022 lineup. And that's, you know, yeah, that's one that I should specify. 
not everyone involved because not all the bands are from Cleveland. But it's or are they? They're not most. Are they? Yep. Are they really? Twenty nine are um, affiliated and have ties with Northeast Ohio. Really? So oh. our our headliners are Colony House, which they are not from Cleveland. They are Tennessee based. Everybody that's else. That's why I said that because yep. that's I remember that, <laughs> and I because I started listening to them as soon as I as soon as the list came out, I was like. It, which I thought was cool. I was like a lot of bands that I'm going to see that I've never heard of and started absorbing. So I started actually really getting into Colony House too, because everyone in the call spoke, spoke so highly of them. Yeah, you know, a couple. I think I think some people from the team may have been kind of instrumental in at least getting their name in the door, just because of fan that you know they were fans of them, and then mm-hmm. kind of like you said, kind of outsources you what everyone thought. You got it. So, yeah, like going back to that small committee experience. Um, once all those reviews were in, the, the folks that rose to the top, we ended up looking at in more in depth and realized, holy cow, they're all from Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Not That's... a single one was, you know, Cincinnati or Columbus. Our top of the top was, was Cleveland. And I was like, wow, this, this is something. This is really telling of, you know, our return to, to in-person event. That we're really focusing on Northeast Ohio this yeah, year. Yeah, I like that a lot uh, yeah. for multiple reasons. Because I've always thought and still do think like there are – Cleveland has always been kind of one of those – and I know I'm biased because I'm here. But it's one of those, I think, underrated cities that has a lot more to offer than I think the outside observer who doesn't know about it would. I think there's a really good food scene here, mm-hmm. uh, an ever-growing food scene here. I think there are some restaurants like just in Lakewood and Tremont downtown – Ohio City. I mean, they're some of the favorites I've ever been anywhere. Um, same thing with, I mean, it's no secret. I think a new brewery popped up today. I mean, there's like 40. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's so many. It's a, it's a heavy beer, craft beer town. It's got a very big, you know, and Brian you know, knows about this too. It, it's, it's, it has a really good comedy scene. There are a lot of really talented comics. There's a lot of good musicians here. A lot of very because we've had a lot of mu- a couple of musicians on here too, and they've told us about some of their favorites in the area. So again, it's it's I think it has a lot to offer, and I think once people visit, and even if they, especially if they were to visit during something like this, I think it would really change maybe a, a, an incorrect perception of what the city has to offer. And this is a good showcase for that. Definitely. So obviously. The first seven years, that, or well, during your seven years, a lot has changed. Not just with the way that you know the the different acts and the way that it's grown, but in the last two years, things got a lot more difficult. Just as it had for everyone else. But when you're putting on something of this size, there is a lot more to discuss. You cannot have a Northeast Ohio Cleveland outdoor remote festival. That's just not going to work. So okay. there was one year, obviously, where it just didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. We well so. To go back, we were very, very lucky to have had bright winter 2020. Yes. It was February 20-something, 2020. Two weeks later, the world shut down. Yeah. The timing of that is crazy. It's amazing and wild to think about because no one really saw it coming. And no, I've been pretty open, like on because we talk. We obviously talked to a lot of different businesses, but I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. I don't think a lot of people were, right. and I really didn't until like March, like fifth. You know, I you know, I'd heard about it for sure. You know, in in the the weeks leading up to that, but then as soon as like the first week of March, especially mid March, I was like, I have not been paying attention to this at all. 
It's it's wild to think about. I mean, even for me personally, my parents were traveling. They were, yeah. you know, in Mexico. And I was like, are you coming home? Have you seen the news? They shut down, you know, the United States. Like, you have to come home. I was in Florida. <laughs> it's amazing. Of all places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was in, I was in Miami, Florida. On, I came home, I remember it was on May, uh, uh, March 11th was the mm-hmm. day I came home. And everything shut down the following Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, it was that that was a wild, wild time. It is. It really is. So, you know, fast forward to uh, 2021. By the way, my timing is just so off. I don't know about you, but I'm just like. Oh, I, you like, mean like concept of yes, how long? Concept oh, yeah, I'm terrible. Of time, I'm, it, I've it, been it trying to figure it out. ruined everything for me. Yeah. Like the, the, the joke that I've always, that I've been, and it's not a joke, it's the how I really feel all the time is if like my wife or someone will say something like, remember this? I'm like, oh yeah, that was about two years ago. She's like, no, that was the, that was like 2009. Uh, like I just have no concept of time because yeah. that, that whole year jacked every, I either thought it was a month ago or two years ago yep. and I'm usually way off on both. And I just, it's like I lost a year. Absolutely. I say that every time. Yeah. I lost a year and my and brain is still trying to year, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I know we all kind of lost a year in a way, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's thrown everything off for me. It's like, it's like the whole year was like a mulligan. Like I just, I don't, I don't even acknowledge it sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, so with, with Bright Winter, we realized that an in-person festival was not doable. Yeah. It wasn't even in the cards. So we decided fairly quickly to do what we called the Twilight Zone. It was four online virtual events that we hosted and filmed. Um, and we just really just did it live on, on YouTube Live and uh, Facebook Live and hoped people showed yeah. up. Um, Looking back, like it was great and fun, the first couple, but oh man, it's so hard. It to was do. so much work. It's so it's a hard. A lot to do. more work than just a one day festival. Oh which, yeah. Um, I I really like. I have to send a special shout out, like thank you to all the people that really produced it, put those videos together because oh my gosh, it was tough. Yeah, was that tough. is not, a, and I know a lot. Especially in the entertainment realm, a lot of people tried to adapt in that way. Some work, some did. It's just, it's just so hard. It's not, and it's, it's not, it's never going to be the same. Like we, like we've never done a virtual interview because I just don't. I, one, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand if anyone, especially back in that time, didn't want to meet. And we just got lucky because we just happened to have a bunch of recorded episodes. So for like a couple months, I just kept releasing, releasing. Just stuff that I had in the bank. That's a smart move. Yeah. And then we started, because I, I was like, I wasn't going to ask anyone to come on. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. But I mean, even now, I still make sure everyone knows, like, hey, we're vaccinated. We're both boosted. There's enough room where we can stay distance. Whatever your comfort level is, it's fine. But the virtual stuff, it's something like, personally, it was just it's just not something that I, I liked. I don't like, especially the way we do the interview, too. We kind of have to be able to see each other and bounce off each other. If there's a lag in the video, it's just not going to work. I, 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 we've done right. interviews like that, too, where we're being interviewed, and I didn't enjoy it. And I was the one being interviewed. <laughs> it's just it's just different. So, But it's, 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 it's just it's very, very hard. That's a very hard it, thing to do. It, it was hard. I, again, like, I'm, I'm very grateful that we did do it because it did put money in the pockets of our artists and and musicians so that's one benefit i can see coming out of that um sure yeah you know we did something we did step up during that time um 
like you said, you had to adapt. You did. Yes. And you were able to put on a show and, like you said, pay some of these artists, which yeah. I a lot of them were probably so thankful for. Absolutely. Well, now fast forward to, you know, <laughs> and actually do it in person, yeah. live, outside, again. That's exciting. I, I was... Uh, because I knew about last year, and I, I, I think everyone understood why it couldn't be in person. And I think even this year, I wasn't entirely sure. So, I mean, really, just in the last two months, a lot of things have almost, it almost seemed, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes for myself, but it's gotten worse, and it's gotten better, and it's gotten worse, and it's gotten better, and it's really kind of hard to tell sometimes, um, depending on what outlet you're looking at or who you're hearing it from, and uh, cases are going up, cases are going down. I can tell you, I got mine out of the way, finally. Uh, I hadn't had COVID, and I finally got one. I finally got it uh, after Christmas. My whole family did. Wow. Uh, and we were like, gosh, you know, it's, it's kicking up again. And then I started thinking, is this going to happen or are there going to be changes? So there were some changes that did have to be made in the, the, in the, the thought of safety. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are 100% outdoors this year. Um, we're not requiring proof of vaccination or a negative test result. Um, but again, as everyone says, you know, stay home if you're not healthy. Yeah, of course. Be smart. Uh, within our VIP area, that we that is more um, condensed, I should say. So people are required to be vaccinated and or show proof of negative. And if they're, but if they're getting the VIP tickets, I mean that that that's spelled out for them. Absolutely, right? it's all in. It's and all I I agree with that. Out. Like especially. You don't want people that are just trying to volunteer and help out have proof of vaccination discussions mm -hmm. probably 20 or 30 times a day. Yeah. You know, and, and that might happen. You know, I, I don't think so. I, I think it's going down. I think people are just starting to kind of understand that. Like I said, it's something we're just kind of living with now. I think we get it. But I, I wouldn't want somebody who's just volunteering to help out to have to get in an argument with somebody about whether or not they're vaccinated I or not. I get it, yeah. And someone would show up. There's 15, 20,000 people. Someone's going to show up there and say, I shouldn't have to do this. You don't want some poor kid having that debate with somebody. So I, I get that. And, and being outside, I think it helps too. But I also understand the VIP part of it too, that it's still Absolutely. a benefit, but you are more condensed. And again, you know, better safe than sorry. Right. And again, we are 100% outdoors, so it should be safe. We should all be happy yeah. and having fun. I'm and excited. That, I am. That <laughs> I really, really, especially because we're coming off being snowed in. Mm -hmm. I'm just dying to do anything outside. Me too. I'm I'm really looking forward to the night. Um, you know, my day gets it gets pretty crazy with whatever goes on during the day. You know, I'm running around doing an interview or taking footage here and running to a stage there, finding a friend, saying hello. So. <laughs> You know, the, the pinnacle of my night is just when I stop and yeah. watch. Yeah, just enjoy all the work <laughs> yes. that's been done. <laughs> just, like, sit back and go, yeah, we actually did this. This is good. I can enjoy myself now. And that's, you know, usually within the last hour of the <laughs> bright winter. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, what are, some of, so what are some of the, the, the benefits and the, the, the features coming on this oh, year? Oh, man. So, I know there's a lot. It's hard to name them all. Yeah. I mean, this is me talking, like, from a personal level. I, I have a couple of friends that are playing um, that made the lineup this year. So I'm really excited to see them. Uh, ben Gage Band, he actually was the person that filmed us for Twibright. So okay. he... Um, 
I'm really looking forward to see him and my buddy Corey Michaels. Um, but really, I'm I'm super excited to see Parker Lewis. He he'll be on the stage. Um, gosh, sometime at night on the main stage. I think around at six fifty. So. He's just got a really great voice that I'm, I'm dying to hear live. So I had to look up. Do you know is that is is that his real name? Because that's the name of a show from the '90s. I am not sure. Because <laughs> I, I saw that on there, I'm like, I wonder if that's Ooh. a play on something. That is a show. It was called Parker Lewis. It's a terrible show, but it's called Aww. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. It's from like the early '90s. We should ask him. Yeah, I'll yeah I'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Have him on. Yes, and I just assume he's that guy yeah. and never let it go. Never even get to his actual music. <laughs> I've actually even talked to some, I think some of the other acts that, um, uh, I don't want to say for sure because I've talked to a couple of them and said, if you'd ever want to come on, we'd love to have you on. And so we're, I'm scheduling a couple of them, but I'm excited about that. It's definitely helped me. Now I have all these new guests coming on. That's great. Awesome. Especially the musician side, so they can actually reflect on the uh, the Bright Winter stuff and the stuff about being in Ohio and outside. I was always really impressed with the musicians, too, because I've been in bands before, and when it's a little bit colder, I'm sure the adrenaline eventually takes over, but, like, you know, the playing your instruments, maybe the drummer's okay because of all the movement, but, I mean, that's a, a commitment, but I've never heard any of them complain about it. I've never heard them even be, like, altered or say into the mic, sorry, it's really cold yeah. outside. They're up there playing that like it's any, any other show. I have stories. Um, oh, you do? <laughs> I, well, first off, yes. <laughs> That's one thing we do take into consideration, like the instruments cannot play in the cold. Sure. You know, violin, no, absolutely out of the question. So um, we make sure that we, we take that into consideration when we are placing them on stages and time of the day and stuff of that sort. Um, but we do equip our artists with like a heated artist lounge area. So this year that's different. We're doing uh, heated tent trailers for them behind stage so okay. they'll be able to access that and stay warm and comfy and you know have a couple snacks and yeah. hang out and move their gear around so they're well taken care of in that aspect um you know there were there were times way back in the day i actually even the first one first bright winter um these are just stories that i've heard we <laughs> had to construct this like blow up plastic ice cube thing that practically served as their shelter the artists would play inside of this ice cube and oh, no one was able them. to see them they they just played in this cube you could hear their music but they played in a cube um <laughs> another one i mean like fingers especially playing the guitar it's the tough, guitar yeah. strings yeah. um you know some some bloody fingers <laughs> happen um but no every everyone um from what I have heard, have has really had a good experience playing on the bright stage. And one thing I should add too, like because we have so like this is a really large stage for them to play. Mm. Um, this is probably one of the largest crowds that that they they oh, yeah. have and have you know experienced. So it's it's really something to to be able to provide that it no, it, it is it, it's it's kind of daunting too like when you actually see like when bands start playing how many people are actually not even just like people that are in front of the stage which usually mm -hmm. there's i mean can be a couple of hundred but then it's everyone surrounding it too i mean there's i mean how many of those bands i'm sure some of them maybe have but how many have played in front of three thousand people right you know it, it is it's a big stage and i probably why bright winter does not have trouble getting acts that want to kind of you know 
you know, put in their whatever their demo to see if they can actually be considered for it. Right. It is. It's a big stage. It's a bit, a lot, lot of ears for that. And it's just, it's just, I don't know, a cool to be able to play like a festival too, like that too. I think that that's just like a, a what musicians would love to do. That's what they all would want to do at least once. I would. I did. It was terrible. No one came. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can see the appeal of that for sure. Yeah. What uh, what about the uh, the the different like? Uh, it's okay. You can cough. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. You cough, sneeze. We don't care. Okay. Uh, what about like the? Um, I mean, the 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 challenge throughout, like kind of in the beginning when you started, versus right now and kind of where it is now in, in terms of like trying to get partnerships, because that was one at least, and I'll kind of relate it to like what we do on the podcast. Once we kind of started going, it was kind of hard to get our foot in the door with some of the larger guests. But once we got like uh, like Andre Knott from Fox News, once he came on. People just started seeing that, and then we're like, oh, okay, I'll come on. And now at this point, some people will look, I'll, I'll reach out, and they'll say, oh, I see you've had these people on. So it's actually a lot easier. Has that been kind of like a ripple effect where, obviously, I know a lot of people know Bright Winter at this point. I mean, it's, it's north of a decade old. But, I mean, is that something that you've seen where more and more want to become involved because of the name, because of what it does for the city, and because of maybe some past uh, some past partnerships and they want to be a part of that that kind of like namesake? I would like to say yes to everything you're saying. Oh, I'm sorry. It took However, that long to ask. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was such a long question for no. <laughs> I, um, I actually don't deal in the partnership realm. Oh, so really? That's like, that's the one thing that I, I'm, I'm not um, very versed in. However, I will say we've had a lot of great partners um, over the years, some have come, some have gone, you know, they've, they've all stayed on and, um, I don't think we've, we've had much trouble, uh, because of, you know, us being this nonprofit and, um, really again, being for the community and, and the community really builds us up. So no one's really had issues with you could have lied too no one would have known oh well. i mean some people on the bright winter side would have known she'd be like why did she say that but no one listening would have been like they'd been like oh that's great yeah <laughs> I, I like to be honest that's fine we like constantly uh but the <laughs> but I, I just i don't know i always saw it that way as a as a way like kind of like a a ripple effect that people mm. would want to be more involved in that because again it's 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 everywhere i mean when i think about like the the different uh like kind of like online influencers that we've kind of been able to partner with you know being able to have their name on the website all the different traffic and the, and the, the traction that they're going to get just seeing their name out there i thought it'd be the same for and it probably is the same i mean you've had some that have stayed forever and and always been like a a yearly staple sponsor partnership mm -hmm. whatever you want to call them. and then you know kind of a little like a rotating door of uh some new ones and some good ones or, or some some old ones some transitioning in or the transitioning out which probably ultimately is the best way to do it because then you have like your ones that you're always counting on and then new blood every single year that can maybe kind of breathe life into it absolutely yeah you got it yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's again it's it's a it's a big deal you know that this i think it's always been a big deal doing something like this i know it's difficult to do but for some reason this year it feels like a bigger deal um because of kind of again everything that's going on and everything just kind of having that that 
that feeling of I don't really know what's going on in the outside world. And a lot of us kind of just want to forget that even for just like a day. And they yeah. just want to go somewhere and have some beers outside and listen to music. And then tomorrow we can worry about, you know, whatever the new percentage increase cases and everything. It's just, I, I think these are good releases for people in general, but I think now more than ever, you know, and I think now that we're kind of becoming more, I hate even saying that we're becoming accustomed to this kind of like, Thing that we've now been carrying for a couple of years but i think now more than ever like things like this are, are really helpful especially for a city like cleveland that really gets behind its people and and people get i mean if it were this were to get canceled people would be bummed oh absolutely we're not getting canceled not, I know that, not I, two weeks i know it's not I, know, I'm, <laughs> I was thinking more of like if you had to like announce in like you know november like right now it just doesn't look like it's going to happen people yeah. would be bummed by that yeah I mean, they, they look forward and almost even count on things like this I'm, I mean, I know I am. Yeah. I know my friends are, um, you know, aside from being involved in Bright, this is one of my like most favorite days of the year. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I, I, th I think too, like we, we knew that coming into the planning of this. So we really wanted to embrace a, a new theme this year. And that is lucky 13 and really like, it allows us to express our gratitude and dive into traditions and, um, you know, what cultures deem as what is luck and gratitude and, um, you know, do it all with, with a little bit of grace and humility, I think. Like, we're just, we're really excited to produce something and... I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I mean, when you just said that, like, with grace and humility, too, I mean, I think anyone that's doing something, that's volunteering to put on something of this magnitude, I think those are the only kind of words you really can, or aside from just dedication and commitment, because, yeah. you know, this is, again, it's a, everybody involved in this is just doing, the, they're doing this in their part-time, you know, they're they're doing this on the side, or... or you know they're they're doing this, and you know no one's really getting no one that's on the teams is is getting like this huge salary bump to to do this. They're doing this because they want to do it. They want to stay involved. They want to put on a good show, be part of a good show, and be part of a good event. Mm -hmm. and that's why I, when when my buddy asked me about it, that's why I wanted to because. I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of something that you've been going to that you really like that much and really kind of see how it works inside and out and yeah. then just kind of contribute where you can? That That's why I jumped in. Absolutely. And that was the draw for me originally, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. It'll be something that's much needed. Agreed. So where can everyone find everything? Where can they find the, 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 the information on tickets, VIP tickets, merch, anything like that. Yep. Everything can be found at brightwinner.com. Um, we're also on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So that is where you can find us, tickets and everything, and all that information is right there. Good. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's. I appreciate you coming in, and, and I know it was kind of like last minute, too. No worries. Uh, and especially on Valentine's Day, and thank you for not... <laughs> For responding back quickly with, you sure you want to do it that day? Because I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> I really did. I was, just like, I was oh. like, what's wrong with Monday? I'm like, it's are Valentine's you, you... Day. And I'm like, oh, God. Do, I... do we have? <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad we made this work and happen. Well, um, I do want to give a couple quick shots to everybody. Obviously, to the Bright Winter team and everyone that's done that. Um, the, uh, we on the Guiltless side have kind of partnered and, and brought in some of the other uh, kind of different uh, like Cleveland 
you know, influencers and, and personalities really help with that. Uh, first and foremost, always, because she's been a triple guest, uh, Haley Mills at the Cleveland Bucket List. She's been involved in really helping a lot and putting the name out there as well through the Cleveland Bucket List. Uh, the Cleveland Eastside Moms, for sure. And then uh, uh, Crave CLE, who's also been a big part of that, too. And, and I've been able to kind of meet and kind of really get to know a lot of them and what they're doing as well. But, you know, they, again, jumped at the chance. I think all three of them. You know, and Haley, I know outside of everything, but I mean, all three of them, I think all three of them responded within 15 minutes and didn't even ask a follow-up question. It was like, I'd love to be a part of that. That's amazing. And I think that <laughs> kind of lays into kind of what we'd been talking about the uh, for the whole episode is just about people wanting to be associated with that, and that works a lot. So we'll definitely go to the Bright Winner Instagram. Um, I think right there is the link tree, so you can find everything. You can find out more information. You can find the lineups. You can find out how to get tickets, times, dates, pretty much anything you need to know about what time anything is happening that day is going to be on the website and on the uh, the. Uh, uh, the LinkedIn, uh, the LinkedIn, link tree, <laughs> the link tree, you got definitely it. not LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> if you go to LinkedIn, you're just going to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Morg, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see everybody in less than two weeks. Two weeks, February 26th. February 26th. It's coming up fast. Yeah, it'll be a real fast. <laughs> Good. The faster that gets here, the faster summer gets here. Oh, yeah. And then we'll start talking about something we can do in the summertime. No, and then we start Bright Winter 2023 <laughs> right, <there you> go. <laughs> immediately. Like. Yeah, right around February 27th, you start planning Bright Winter the I'm, next year. Oh, man. I'm actually going to Mexico the day after. Okay. I'm just going. So you're just getting the best of both worlds, huh? Yeah. Going to Mexico, going to come back, and then I'll be like, okay, starting fresh next year. Let's go. Good for you. I've had like two... Because of COVID, I've had two warm trips canceled like the day of. So it just kept happening. But I'm looking forward to doing something very, very similar. So, all right. Well, I'll see everyone February 26th. And then we'll maybe see Morgan a couple weeks after that if she decides to come back from Mexico. And uh, <laughs> she'll give us updates on the next Bright Winter. Absolutely. But that's it. Thank you. <laughs>